Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. And I'm Lady Moist. And this is a podcast about movies, about TV shows, about video games. Uh, sometimes about how you're vibing out, and then you realize that the Discord chat bot wasn't actually recording when you thought it was recording. You had to do it again, and then you get a little bit of a low-energy introduction. Yeah, but It really you know bummed what? me out. It isn't like we missed like half the episode. I think... The first hundred, there was an uh, issue whenever we were recording, and it recorded over like half the podcast, and we had to go back and fix it. Yeah, we have had, I don't think we've ever lost an entire episode, but we have lost some pretty significant chunks, and uh, it's a bummer when that happens. Uh, we, we've come dangerously close to just not being able to do some of these sometimes, so... I guess we are uh, we are blessed in that sense that we haven't lost the whole one, um, but I don't know, Ryan. Knowing us, like we could have probably done an entire episode and realized that we didn't turn our microphones on beforehand. And that's what the uh, drinking will do to you. That is true. Good thing that we are sober sallies all the time now because we are not a fine, outstanding currently. young gentleman. Nope, I am not sober currently. Oh. I have just done a mass amount of blow. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Tell I just uh, high energy right now. I am rolling. You, I, I call bullshit on that. Um, <laughs> we just finished watching um, Painkiller. It's about the. It was a really cheery one about the opioid epidemic and how that got started with uh, OxyContin and Purdue Pharmaceuticals. It's got. Uh, it's a Netflix limited series. It's got Matthew Broderick in it. And man, oh, yeah. r- up and down <laughs> my emotions during that. Does he ever go into Ferris Bueller mode at any point? No, he plays the uh, he plays the guy who's the head of the uh, Purdue pharmace- pharmace- Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> yeah, I guess it wouldn't be fun if it makes sense if he was Ferris Bueller in this. Hey guys, what's going on? Let's skip work. More people have died from Oxycontin overdoses. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, very different sort of vibes. Although I will say, he does make a guest appearance on this current season of Only Murders in the Building and he's got a rivalry with Steve Martin's character. Uh, because apparently Steve Martin's character also auditioned to be Ferris Bueller, uh, but Matthew Broderick <laughs> got it. And so now they hate it. They've had this rivalry for the last like 30 years. <laughs> Which is quite entertaining, actually. That was a fun, very funny episode. I love how they do that. Who was the... <laughs> was there somebody last year? So the first year was Sting. 
Yeah, yep. They, Sting was a murderer because he didn't like dogs. I... Who was your season two? Uh, Cara Delevingne was on there, but she was not. Uh, she wasn't playing herself. She was playing a different character who is not in the season. Yeah, thank God. Pretty forgettable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I. I do think that there was uh, another well-known person playing themselves in season two, but I cannot place them. I want to say they were like, uh, they were intrigued by the only murders in building uh, podcast. And they were a fan of that, but I could be wrong. Yeah. That is going to bother me now. I mean, maybe not that much, but it's okay. going to bother me a little bit until I forget calm, about it. it very calm soon. your tits. I will look it up while we wait. Oh, thank God. I, I'm not sure if I can call my tits, Ryan. I have recently uh, discovered multiple gray hairs on my chest. and Have you? Really, yes, and it's really um, starting to affect my mental well-being. <laughs> How many would you say? How many? Yeah. It's getting to the point to where I'm losing count. It's between, it's more than five, fewer than 20. Well, I mean, that's not bad. So that's a range of 15. But like I said, I don't know how to count. So it's, once you get more than like a couple that you could pluck, like I, I'm starting to worry that there's a, a cluster of gray hairs on my sternum, which can only mean that I am quickly approaching death's door. It's really freaking me out. Yeah, I, don't, I know. You, did you watch Jersey Shore tonight? I did. I saw Vinny was having a he's, he's starting his midlife crisis because he found one gray hair in his beard. <laughs> they did not let him forget it. No, no. I love that Dina was the one that pointed that out too. And then I saw the biggest hypochondriac on the whole show. Yeah, I think he plays it up a bit, but I don't. Can no, we also talk about how Angelina's boyfriend, um, any chance he's in front of a camera, is flexing or he's got the like the exercise bands out and my dude is just pumping it for the camera crew. Yeah, I totally saw that too. He's they were hugging him. popping. And he said that she was the most realest person he knows. Who are these people? And how do I know her? Because what she displays out there is not real. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. Good good point. But yeah, that's we I'm at some point we will get our Jersey Shore Pot spin-off podcast going. Yeah, that's what I'm talking that, about. I will that say will be that the one that we can do every week. <laughs> this uh episode recently of Jersey Shore was kind of lackluster. Um I just feel like next week's gonna be better. Because Ronnie's coming back, maybe. I'm just going to say it. This show would be boring as hell if Angelina wasn't on there. She is yeah. the source of all drama and conflicts. <laughs> Whether it's yeah. necessarily her fault or not, it would uh, they would have a lot less to talk about if she was not on that show. Yeah, they definitely need her um, to perpetuate drama and like just any of that. Um, Mike was kind of doing that too, and he has done that in the past. Polly. Not so much. He's just like the fun hype guy. Vinny, kind of like in the same vein, but he's not really as fun. Jay Wow, she 
she gets down in the drama. Snooky, she gets down in the drama sometimes. Not as often. Dina, eh, kind of the same. Snooky. Yeah, but Vinny, Vinny just looks like he'd rather be anywhere else right now. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if he just does that on purpose, or he knows that they want him to, they want him to say something in particular, and it's like scripted. It's like, all right, well, phone and listen. Now this is where I take offense. You're telling me that things on this reality TV show might be scripted and not just happen naturally. Telling you like I see it, all right? Oh my god. I can't believe we're having this conversation again. Everything on there is absolutely real all of the time. It's called reality TV for a reason. (laughs) That that is false. And good luck to you for the rest of your life. If you're falling for that, then, you know, what do they say? The dad joke is like, oh, I got oceanfront property in, like, Missouri. Oh, I thought you were going to say, then I have got some bad news about your extended car warranty. If I never hear anything about extending my car warranty, I will be a happy man. I did not mention this last last episode, but they snuck that into Starfield, where every now and then, uh, when you come out of uh, hyperspace or, or whatever they call it, uh, occasionally there'll be ships there and people will talk to you. And this one person, they literally did that. It was the telemarketer thing. It was like, we're trying to reach you about your extended starship warranty i was like oh my god i can't believe that they actually put telemarketers in this game they thought of everything ryan (laughs) they thought of everything well how have you been enjoying that well i bought an xbox last week because i have no fucking (laughs) self-control on a whim on a whim yeah on a a thursday evening i i Did a mobile order to Best Buy. 20 minutes later, I'm like, what's up, big dog? You want to come get this shit? I'm like, absolutely, I do. Let's go. Oh. Uh, but yeah. Have, it's just for the first time. I've got all three, of the, all three of the consoles right here on the shelf behind me. It feels good. I feel like um, I feel like 11-year-old me would just be shitting my pants right now out of excitement. Yeah. <laughs> I would have thought... Yeah, I, was, I would have thought that me 20 years from now would be if you could afford all three consoles, you've got to be a millionaire. And let me tell you, Ryan, I am not. Let me tell you, Jake, I have a kid and you are a millionaire in my eyes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm glad my poverty makes you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> As you like clean off your monocle and then set it back into your eye, spit, on the, spit on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> tainted got, this podcast almost, with your poor. Almost got a little poor on me there. Yeah, um, probably one of the not the craziest thing I've ever done, but uh. I don't know. Um, they're pretty. They're not that expensive, to be honest you with you. Especially if you're going. Thing? What <laughs> the craziest I, I mean, thing I've ever done? Yes, Probably I need start a podcast. I'm just kind of wondering. I need to be able to gauge this. So you said not the craziest, but I'm just curious how deep the crazy goes. Oh, the crazy goes pretty deep. I'd say the craziest thing I've ever done was start this fucking podcast and think that people on the internet would care about uh, my opinions. I know Doug does. He listens oh, well. all the time. 
He plays it up. Doug is one of the real ones and probably one of the realest ones I've ever met. I know that Vinny was talking about Angelina. I think Doug's one of the realest ones I've ever met. So shout out to you, Doug. Thank you so much. (laughs) Every single week or every other week, I guess, for 2023, but still. Yeah. I mean, it's keeping it real. He keeps up with me, asks me questions, and I'm like, yeah, we talked about the gate, which will be making my list here tonight. I have not seen it yet. Uh, but spooky season is just starting. And so, um, yeah, this particular episode, in case you haven't, uh, it's not about me buying Xbox or the new Blink 182 single. Uh, we are going to be, which is very good. You should go listen to it and listen to it 12 times like I did today. Um, originally, we were going to do, and I, I don't know what I'm going to name this episode, but we were going to do our top five uh, like horror movies of all time in honor of spooky season. Uh, and Ryan, crazy bastard he is went way way above and beyond hits me in the middle of the jersey shore episode by the way hits me with the the longest text i've ever seen where he's like here's 29 horror movies that i've watched this year alone what do you got and i'm like my list is shorter than that (laughs) sir let me tell you (laughs) well the reason i did that is because recency bias it doesn't necessarily have to be like that has recently come out it's just a movie i've recently seen i was like oh this is really gonna like affect probably a top five for me i definitely know what number one is number one is always constant but everything after that is just like i don't know i don't think it would be true to what i honestly believe so i just went through every horror movie that i can remember that i saw this year and ranked them it's a lot well i I think that we both know that our number one it, from the bottom of our hearts is uh, Halloween 2018. I knew you were going to say that. No. No. <laughs> Actually, the third Halloween I watched this year, it makes the list too. I forgot about it. And my list went from 28 to 29. That was the, the one I'm adding. Yeah. So we'll do... Um, what am I going to... The top 29 horror movies Ryan has watched this year. Or you could just do 29 picks later because there's like Ooh. 29 days later, 20 or 28 weeks later and stuff like that. 28 days later and 28 weeks later. Yeah. Maybe I'll do something like that. Or maybe I'll do a really long one. I'll maybe do Ryan's top uh, 29 horror movies. Asterisk. He's watched 33 this year and people be like, Oh my God, we're the four that didn't make the top 29. I know. Keep them guessing, man. Until they listen <laughs> we'll to this, never they tell you plan. That's gonna be on the that's gonna be on the bonus episode where we talk about the four that didn't make the cut because they're bad. Yeah, because <laughs> they're bad. <laughs> well, you want to do some news first, or you want to jump into uh, our our list that may or may not be the same length, or one of them might be longer than the other. All the right. <laughs> All right. So originally, like I said, I was like. When I was I was actually thinking about this earlier today. I was like, I had a list that I wrote out, and then I was going to try to pick five, and I realized this was a bad topic for me to suggest. <laughs> because I don't... Why? I... For the first 29 years of my life, I was too afraid to engage with this genre of... I'm just kidding. I didn't watch a lot of horror movies when I was a kid, because I was a big fucking chicken. 
Um, so I didn't grow up with a lot of this stuff. So a lot of probably not till high school did I actually start to watch horror movies and stuff. So there's there's probably a lot of like classics out there that are not on my list. Um, and there's probably a lot of people that will be very upset with some of these picks because they'll be like, that's not technically a horror movie or that it actually straddles multiple genres. And I'll say to those people, shut the fuck up. It's your it's list. Your podcast. It's my list. Yeah. Um, so my top five of all time. And again, I'm realizing it kind of skews a lot older uh, than I was probably anticipating. And I think it's because I, I'm a fan of particularly i think the 70s and 80s in terms of this genre and i think that a lot of more modern horror movies don't really hit for me in the same sort of way and maybe that's just because they fall into this sort of pattern or tropes or they're frustrating to watch sometimes because this is a genre that i feel that it's really easy for filmmakers to get into because you can make a horror movie on a much lower budget and sometimes lower budgets mean sometimes the writing is as good sometimes the talent you get on actors isn't as good sometimes the special effects are, are weird or sometimes the editing is just not quite they're not you can tell that they're they can be sometimes be a step behind um but within those limitations it also can produce a lot of neat things and creativity so you have both sides of that coin going on uh so what i'm saying is is that i don't really know what i'm talking about but a lot <laughs> a lot of but these older movies are good so without any further ado my top five in descending order uh my number five on my list is alfred hitchcock's psycho um, okay i've never seen that one it is a great movie uh from 1960 1961 i think i watched this um in in film school and it was one of the first um, Hitchcock movies that I had actually sat down and watched um, from start to finish. And being able to sit in like a real theater and watch this on a big screen was a really, really cool experience. And one of the neat things about it is, and again, spoilers for this movie that came out in the early 1960s. You start <laughs> with a, um, a character, a woman. Um, I don't remember her name or the character's name, but she... Uh, it, she's the protagonist, but she dies halfway through the movie and the um, entire everything shifts after that. And that was something that probably would have blown people's fucking minds at the time that you have a main character, a protagonist that just straight up dies in the middle of the movie. So we, you, it's been parodied so many times with the shower scene where she's in the shower and you hear the ee, 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 when the curtain gets pulled back and she gets stabbed. No, she's really, really dead. Like, that's it. She's done. That's halfway <laughs> through the movie. She's done. Um, and it goes in pretty disturbing directions after that. And it's, upon, like, closer examination, it's a movie that's a lot more, like, fucked up under the surface than it kind of seems. Like, it se now it seems like kind of camp and, you know, a little bit goofy, as a lot of stuff from this era is. But... It's a really good movie and especially at the time like I, people lost their minds for this twist that happens in the middle and then you have it's a different movie from that point on and so it's um it's a really fun one to watch especially if you haven't seen it um it's it's a good one to especially 
this time of year put on or if you're able to watch it on the biggest screen possible it's a it's a really good one they don't they literally don't make movies like this anymore Is that a good thing or a bad thing? uh it's just a different thing i mean obviously things change this we're talking about something that happened 60 years ago so obviously things are <laughs> things are not the same as they were um but i think that there is there's an earnestness and to this era of of movie making that i feel that is just not not there anymore where everything i feel like a lot of movies now they are presented in a sort of way to where it's got to make some kind of statement and i feel like a lot of hitchcock stuff it was just kind of it's something that's kind of unsettling and unhinged, but it's dressed up in a way that's easily digestible for uh, people to sort of interact with and understand. But when you sort of pick a part of it and really start to analyze it, you're like, ah, oh, okay, there's, it's actually kind of a lot more disturbing than I thought it was, you know, on the surface. So psycho is a good movie. I definitely recommend it. Um, my number four, on my list is Halloween two. So this came out in 1980, and it is the, obviously, as the name would suggest, it's the sequel to the original Halloween. We're not talking about the reboots uh, at all <laughs> in this episode. You uh, scared me there for a second, but yes. But Halloween 2, I really enjoy because I feel like the, the first one is a great movie in, in its own right. It doesn't make this particular list for me, and I think... The reason that the second one stands out to me is because it was it takes it does something that movies didn't necessarily do. It's a sequel that literally happens on the same day. So Halloween one happens Halloween night and this happens takes place. It literally starts exactly where the original movie le leaves off. You've got Jamie, um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, she has to go off to a hospital Guess who follows her to the hospital? Fucking Michael Myers. Um, Ask her about her it, car's extended warranty. Yes, <laughs> he's 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 asking her to send two thousand dollars to his to help his uh, Ethiopian friend get out of jail or whatever. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a really neat movie, and I think that the a uh, a hospital a nineteen seventies early nineteen eighties hospital. With a serial killer running loose, it was just a really cool, um, just a really cool setting for this movie. And like, the, literally, the entire thing happens in this hospital. You know, just in in um, in terms of the movie, a couple hours after multiple people got got killed. And it's it's annoying that the new trilogy of Halloween movies kind of erases this from the canon of it. Because it makes Michael Myers seem like an isolated thing where he killed five people 40 years ago. And it's like, well, why are people so afraid of him? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, but this one, there's there's a lot more, a lot more kills and a lot more interesting ways that he kind of gets people. I think in particular, there's one where um, Jamie Lee Curtis, after she, she's like, she get, like recovers like pretty quickly. But one of the EMT guys... Uh, Michael Myers winds up killing in one of these hydro baths at the uh, in the hospital, and I remember that being particularly brutal, but also kind of an interesting way because typically he's close range. He corners you and he stabs you. He doesn't normally employ uh, props, not props, but environmental 
sort of uh interactions to to off people so i thought that was interesting it's just a it's got a great score and i think i just like i like the retroness of it it's there's a certain part of me that that just likes seeing that and it, for some reason it um allows me to kind of my suspension of disbelief is easier when things and fashion looks older to me <laughs> yeah and it's also now, like I'm, a timepiece at that point too a little yeah, bit it is now movie horror movies are set in the modern day i'm like well why didn't you just like call 911 on your phone like what are you doing i dropped my phone yeah well god damn did <laughs> you try putting it in rice <laughs> no there's not enough time oh my god now that's now that's a good horror movie to where the killer's after you but you're just looking for a thing of rice to put your phone in so you can call the police hey let me throw this idea out to you say that there's somebody being attacked by the villain in a movie they somehow stumble upon rice and they find a phone in there and they're able to call for help boom mm-hmm. blows my mind plot twist <laughs> it is how did this thing of rice get here oh my god there's a phone great i can call the police on this killer Perfect. <laughs> on this killer <laughs> yeah, on this killer i'm a tattle on this killer <laughs> <laughs> won't get uh, my number three on my top five list is the uh, original alien from 1979 i believe I I feel um, like you're working your way up the years as you get further up. Yeah, um, I've got there's I'll, my top five has one from this century. <laughs> of course, we all know what it is. What the number one Halloween? Is. Yeah, exactly. Um, Alien is an awesome movie. Uh, this franchise goes in completely a completely different direction from this movie onwards. This is a tense sci-fi horror thriller that has some incredible incredible score some incredible cinematography it feels so claustrophobic and make it's one that makes your palms sweat but it's it's such a good movie i love the the special effects for the time are amazing especially all of the the practical effects and uh the (laughs) when that alien bursts out of that guy's chest oh wonderful stuff just fucking disgusting they re and it, but there's a certain. Uh, I don't want to be one of those people that continuously harps on stuff that's CGI not seeming real, but there's a certain physicalness to stuff like that that they were able to figure out, you know, in the 1970s, and now that they've a lot of movies go away from a lot of those practical effects, and it's um, yeah, it just sucks. <laughs> it, it sucks, and you can tell that stuff looks flat and not that great and they re- people that design that they, they they put their heart and soul into making something that looks disgusting and terrifying and the original alien is a, a wonderful movie oh and it could but again that's a franchise that goes in a completely different direction the aliens or alien 2 it goes uh it's a 1980s terminator style uh action comedy basically and then it goes you know, all kinds of different directions of that we've got alien versus predator. You've got alien, the fucking one where Sigourney Weaver's got a kid that's half xenomorph and stuff like that. So it's, 
this original one really does stand alone and it's a, it, it it's definitely one to check out this uh halloween season if you haven't watched it before and it kind of changes it up too because i think most people don't really watch sci-fi movies for horror movies during this time of the year which is weird yeah it's <sighs> I was like, is this kind of cheating? I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, this is a genuine, like, even though it's set in space and like the kind of distant future, it's a good movie. And it's, it definitely, it's definitely a horror movies. I don't think you can, can, I don't think you could classify some of these other ones as uh horror movies at all. But this one, the first one definitely is. Uh, number two on my list is it follows. Uh, I watched this for the first time last year and this is a, Probably one of the best modern horror movies I've ever seen. I really, really enjoyed it. You've yeah, you've seen this one, right? It's been a long time, um, but correct me if I'm wrong. If you have sex with somebody, you pass it on to them, and it follows them at that point. Yeah, basically, you never really see what it is, uh, but it's this dark presence that basically uh, it follows you and it drives you crazy unless you have sex with somebody and pass it on to them. Uh, and it's such, it's such a simple premise. And again, like I said, it's, it's a movie that when you think about it, it's like that would have been super easy to make because there's almost no special effects in it. It's just because you never have to see the thing that it is following. <laughs> it's just there. Um, right. This is another one that I think it's got uh, it's got some incredible cinematography and a wonderful score that just really um, hammers home the mood and it's uh, it's one of those like vibey sort of horror movies. It's uh, it's it's just one that's really easy to sit down and like, kind of let wash over you. But it's also something that I feel that you could take something a little bit different away from each, each time you watch it. So I've only seen it one time, but it, it really did make a um, really positive first impression on me to where it's obviously number two on my list. Of all time. Um, and the I'd say probably my favorite horror movie of all time. Again, it's kind of we're kind of veering into sci-fi horror territory, but it's 1982's. Uh, the Thing by John Carpenter, uh, which is a wonderfully tense movie. Uh, again, have with practical effects that are absolutely fucking disgusting, but um, amazing Kurt Russell performance. Um, filmed in Alaska, even though it's set in Antarctica. Uh, it's just a it's a great movie, and it, it really having such a remote setting where you have this group of scientists that are stuck at a um uh, science outpost in antarctica and there is an alien that is hopping between different people's bodies and can mimic them and they're having to figure out who's got the thing in them and trying to realizing that oh we're going to have to just blow up this entire place because we can't let the thing escape here <sighs> Great movie. Best idea they had. <laughs> it is a great, great movie. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my top five. I've got a couple of honorable mentions, but uh, I've been I've been speaking for a minute here, Ryan. You want to hop in here with some of your other more recent picks for stuff that you've seen? 
I mean, uh, you got to the honorable mentions, man. You can't just talk about it. Got to be about it. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll try to. I'll try to make this quick. Um, I'll say it's kind of horror comedy, but Zombieland One and Two, uh, great movies. I rewatched the original Zombieland last weekend, and uh, Olivia had never seen it. She was like, "Oh, it's great." I'm like, "Yeah, this is great." <laughs> I really like Zombieland, yeah, and the second one we watched a couple years ago for the podcast really good movie really enjoyed both of those yeah that was my surprise of the year that year yeah it was one it was one of the biggest biggest surprises um technically i think jaws could be a horror movie <laughs> yeah yeah isn't it interesting that yeah kind of have to question based on location but i mean it still incites fear into and there's still a menacing presence or entity. Absolutely. I think that, um, and also it primarily happens in the daytime. Most horror movies don't, but um, yeah, I mean, it's got that, it's definitely got that sense of dread and I wouldn't call Jaws an action movie. And I think that it probably fits into that, a horror movie category more so than uh, it. I think that's the easiest one it fits into. Um, The Shining is another just stone cold classic. Uh, really enjoyed that. When I was when I was younger, when I was probably about twelve to thirteen years old, I really enjoyed the early like black and white nineteen thirties horror movies. So I loved all of the Frankenstein's and the Draculas. But Bride of Frankenstein was one that made a big impression on me, and also uh, Young Frankenstein, which is obviously uh, a p- sort of parody of those movies coming about 40 years later. Um, but young Frankenstein is one of my favorite movies probably of, of all time <laughs> to be perfectly honest, even if yeah. it's not technically a horror movie, it's more of a comedy and a parody, but still that's a good one. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Gene Wilder. And then um, wasn't it, who did it? Was it um, Merv Griffin? Is that right? No, not Merv Griffin. I can't remember. The guy who did uh, the story of Brian or the life of Brian. Isn't that the director? Gene Wilder. Is it Gene Wilder that did? No, John Gene Wilder was, was in the movie, but the director of the movie. Same guy that did the life of Brian. Yeah. Mel Brooks. <laughs> Mel Brooks, yes. Was it Mel Brooks? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, definitely Mel Brooks. My bad there. Um, <laughs> Another film school one was uh, Nosferatu, uh, the original, probably one of the original movies comes comes out. Silent movie comes out of Germany in 1922, um, and is constantly referenced in just about every other horror movie that's ever been made since then. It's a great it's a great movie. It's a different experience to kind of watch that now, um, or any silent movies from this era. But it is crazy to look at something that's literally over a hundred year a movie that's over a hundred years old now um and what they were able to do but it's just a, a classic vampire tale they did not have the rights to the name count dracula so they used <laughs> uh the name nosferatu um which is a german word which i don't remember what it means and i think that the actual vampire and the movie's called count orlock instead of count dracula <laughs> Which seems like they are just doing like a picking some random letters and and stuff for that shit. 
Um, but that's uh, it is a good movie. It's not a long one. It's probably like an hour and ten minutes. Uh, but that's it's an interesting one to watch, especially as kind of a timepiece. Uh, and the last one, my honorable mentions was another um, another one I watched in, in film school. It was called Pulse. It's a Japanese horror movie that came out in two thousand and one, uh, and it is about ghosts in Japan that download themselves over the internet. And if that sounds interesting, then you have to remember that this was 2001, so they're downloading over the internet with a dial-up connection. <laughs> and that is a... That sound, um, they managed to turn... It is very frightening in this movie. It's a very creepy, intense movie, and you know that whenever you hear that dial-up modem kick in, there'll be ghosts coming, Ryan. That is such a crazy concept. Can you imagine nowadays having to be off the phone so you could get on the internet. Now you can be on your phone and get on the internet. I don't think it's lost on me. The irony that uh, we had some technical difficulties uh, when we were talking about ghosts downloading over the internet. <laughs> I don't think so either. I think there's something going on. We need to ring the <laughs> national emergency. Let them know. <laughs> this is an also, this movie pulse. It also, so in addition to all that ghost shit going on, um, I think it's during the apocalypse as well. It's never really mentioned, but you see just like anytime people are outside in like Tokyo, the sky is like always gray and you see like multiple planes just crash into buildings <laughs> in the background and it's never mentioned. Nobody reacts to it. It's a very, it's so strange <laughs> and unsettling that like the world is just ending around these people, but they're just like, oh, these ghosts are coming through the internet and shit's going down. It's a very, it's a weird movie, but it's a, it's a really fun watch. <laughs> yeah, I have never even heard of that movie before, but I've, I'm free this weekend. I might check it out. Yeah, check it out. Pulse by Kuroshi Kurosawa. And recommendation for any of you out there. If you've not if you haven't seen Pulse or any of the like the original version of The Ring, all Japanese people love horror movies and you know <laughs> some of the best <laughs> some really good from Japan yeah. and Japanese. <laughs> yeah, well you can you can click on the subtitles, you'll be fine. Yeah, and sometimes they even overdub them. Yeah, I can't get I don't I've never been a huge fan of dubbing of I don't know. I never I feel like whoever they get to read it in a different language is sometimes they're just not really capturing the original intent of whatever the actor is doing and sometimes it could be very different of an experience. Well, Jake, are you ready for this Amazing list. Absolutely, Ryan. Let's hear Ryan's top 29 out of 33 horror movies you've watched this year. I will also mention that I forgot to include Never Sleep in the Woods 1 and 2. 1 was pretty enjoyable. 2 is garbage. So I will say that. Um, Jake, how should I start this? Start from the bottom or start from the top? Uh... It's a longer list, so maybe, I don't know, wherever you feel comfortable. If you want to, whatever one is most recent or. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> whichever, okay. whichever order you want to do it in. I am going to start from the bottom. And I'll blast through these a little bit. I'll go five and then stop, and I'll go five and stop. Uh, Jeepers yeah. Creepers Reborn. I nearly fell... I know I did fall asleep during this movie. Terrible. I watched most of it, and the acting was horrendous. Um, the <laughs> Gate. We talked about this last week or two weeks... Or two times ago. Um, an 80s movie that is just not great. I know that Doug, who we spoke about, he really loved this movie... He was the kid just because it was like one of the first PG 13 movies to ever come out. And it was also um, like frightening for like a young watching it being young. Now you watch it. You're like, what the fuck is this? Um, we can also number- say that Doug is the drummer in Ryan's band, Camel's Hoodie Blackouts. So hit them up on Spotify or Apple music. That's a plug. Yes. We all everything. <laughs> We don't have to. Um, we can reveal his identity, that it, his relationship. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my twenty seventh was the invitation, which is pretty much this random guy goes and talks to this girl in America, and he's like, "Oh yeah, your family's royalty. You should come for the wedding." The girl goes for the wedding, and this guy hits on her, and come to find out he's a vampire. Um, there's some scary elements in here, like whenever they're um, picking the nuns off. Or was it nuns? I think, no, it was the people going in the wine cellar. Um, there was like some vampire snatching them up. That was pretty scary, but yeah, most the ending really was terrible. Um, number 26, Jake, Cocaine Bear. Mm, I th- I've seen Cocaine Bear. Good movie. I it did not hold my attention. I really struggled trying to watch that movie. Like an hour wow. twenty minutes. What are you talking about? No, it's like <laughs> what's the matter with me? I thought it was going to be something I'd really like because it's campy, but it just you know just didn't jive with Daddy. I don't know. Um, the next <laughs> movie I have is The Dead Don't Die with um, Adam Driver and Bill Murray. I must have watched this at the beginning of the year. I just remember that it wasn't the best movie that I've seen. Um, really don't remember too much about it. I just remember the way it made me feel or how I remember feeling about it. I remember some things about it, but ultimately it was just like a dud to me. So that's, that's Ryan's rating system. A movie yeah. I don't remember is a head of cocaine bear. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just, the feeling I got from it, I don't know. Um, my 24th is a movie called Ma, which is like this I've random seen, lady. I've seen Ma. 
yeah, this random lady befriends like some teenagers who are in high school and lets them drink at her crib, and then come to find out uh, she's enjoying being the life of the party and hanging with the kids, and then she gets this, this like sinister shit. And basically, it ends with her burning in her house um, next to a dead guy she had a crush on in high school, while this kids run out. Her um, daughter, who I guess she would have Munchausen's or whatever, where uh, Ma tried to make her sick all the time. She wasn't <laughs> sick. Um, so weird. I heard she. I heard she was also a Chinese cello player. Yo Yo yeah. Ma. All yeah. right. Oh guys. Wah wah wah. <laughs> um, I got Wolf Cop two. I. Get to the first one later, but Wolf Cop Two, not as good as the original. Um, oh yes, Wolf Cop One is much higher up this list. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, so, uh, Green Room. Uh, it's a movie about this punk rock band who goes to play at a show at this um, like venue that's mostly skinheads, the Nazi kind, and um, they witness like didn't witness the murder, but they found a dead body that was murdered in their dressing room after they were told not to go into it. And then they were kind of in a stalemate. Patrick Stewart's in it. Um, Anton, um, get what his last name, Yeltage. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's got maybe from Arrested Development. Um, So those are like the three main ones that I can remember. I thought that movie was decent, but it was not my favorite movie. I think, the resolve was a little different. I think of it more of as an intense thriller, but I did include it in here because I thought, you know, it would be like a scary scenario. Um, number 21, I got the ring Two. I think some of this movie may not be high as high on my list. If I didn't see the ring one, and it didn't like pull me in because I had seen the first one and the intrigue was on the second one. Um, so I can't really, say how it made me feel standalone because I had seen the first one. I watched them back to back. So I know it wasn't as good, but I just don't know if it would have been this high up on my list if it wasn't for the first one. Um, Number 20 is a movie that me and my wife just watched over the weekend. It's called Tales of Halloween. Have you seen this, Jake? Tales, so Tales of Halloween. Is this the one with the pumpkin head kid? No, that's trick or treat. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then I have this, not seen tales of Halloween. Actually, this is like an hour and a half. And it's basically just like these random stories um, that are supposedly occurring in this like town or whatever. And they kind of tie it all together because the last story after the 14 before it is um, about police station there and them getting all these crazy calls and stuff like that. Um, but this goes from like a person eating pumpkin, a devil who's living next door and causing havoc for this kid. Um, some weird candy monster who was this kid who killed his parents because they were like making love and chocolate pretty much. I, it, it's, it was crazy weird. Um, it it was funny though. It was very, very, very campy, but it knew that it was campy, so that's what made it good. Um, I love a good campy movie though. Yeah, I do too. 
Um, number 19, Barbarian. Just watched this even Great. more recent. Have you Great seen it? Movie. Yeah. Did you like it? I oh, thought it was a little strange whenever the lady was trying to put her nipple in that dude's mouth. Um, I like uh, Justin Long showing up and trying to measure whether the the, uh, the death dungeon could be counted as extra square footage. He did bust out that um, tape, <laughs> the measure, tape measure. He was working his way down. Um, yeah, what, he just crazy. plays such a dirtbag in that movie, too. Yeah, but then he's like famous, so it's kind of funny. But he's falling from grace, and I guess he rapes some girl, or it's heavily alluded that he's done that. Done something. He gets, gets me tooed, and it sounds like he uh, deserves what happens to him in this movie. Yeah. Oh, well, he's definitely a fucking bastard. He proved it whenever you try to throw that girl. Well, yeah. he did off like a water tower to try to save his ass. And what yeah. about that homeless guy? They ran in there and just ripped off his arms. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's a wild movie. If you if you have not checked out Barbarian, that's that's a big recommend from me too. Like, it's probably not the best. It's definitely not the best movie I've ever seen. But it's not what I expected. I will say that much. Wait. Totally. Um, Halloween 3, the newest addition to Halloween. I finally saw that this year. Um, that is like almost like a really, that is a really bad movie. I think some of the gory scenes kind of save it <laughs> for me. And I don't even remember a lot of gore in it. Um, uh, cool. And Michael Myers is barely in it. He's barely in it. There's like this random character who seems like he's going to be carrying the torch and being the new Michael Myers. But then his character dies pretty quick out. And his character is not that interesting. I mean, it seems like you're going somewhere, but you never really do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people love a lack of payoff in the middle of a movie. That's I wouldn't like think that they would. <laughs> Um, number 17, Smile. I know you've seen this movie. Pretty, <laughs> pretty crazy what happens at the end of this movie, though. Like, that random monster chasing that girl, and then, I don't know, all this stuff. Like, the people smiling and cutting themselves. That shit was crazy. Um, let's see. Oh, we saw 30 Days of Night, which is about these, um, this Alaskan town that is inhabited like every so often by vampires or maybe vampires are able to go out during the 30 days of consecutive darkness in Alaska mm-hmm. and they go and feed. Gotcha. These people have to hide. It is heavily from 2000 or from the 2000s. So there's a lot of things where I'm like, eh, that's a little extra. I remember thinking this was a good movie, but maybe it's not as good as I remember. Um, number 15, the, the we're looking at Fresh. Oh, fresh. I, yeah. That was a crazy movie. This dude's like pretty much like hacking up these women that he goes on dates with a little Bloody. at a time. It's the yeah. winter soldier. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I thought that was that was a crazy concept. That was just we, out there. We um watched the first half of this movie and got so grossed out that we turned it off and did not um continue watching it. <laughs> it is definitely something different. I think mentally, when you think about him eating a person, maybe that's kind of... He eats this girl's butt cheeks, and not in, like, a sexual way. <laughs> I'm talking like he literally cuts them off and, uh, like, 
eats ass. Like yeah, he eats ass. He like sautés it with like some some butter and peppers and oh, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, like I said, turned it off halfway through. <laughs> Could not handle it. I was like, time to watch something else live. Yeah, that was my fifteenth. Um, number fourteen, <laughs> the, the Ring One. I mean, how iconic is that movie, right? Um, it's a classic. Yeah, definitely a lot of build up. I think the intro scene and how faces are contorted after the ring girl attacks them. And then you find out at the end that the ring girl is actually evil and you thought they were trying to free her or whatever. That was kind of cool. That's kind of why number two was high up on my list. Um, number mm-hmm. 13, Critters. Um, smartest dad ever in a movie. Um, just doesn't do anything like super stupid like you see in a lot of movies, which you know, cops suck or whatever, but this movie's like funny. Um, and there's like aliens from outer space, and it's crazy. Um, let's see, number 12 is Evil Dead Rises, which is like the newest Evil Dead movie. That pretty was pretty, one. yeah, it was pretty crazy, especially the like weird people, um, thing at the end. Like, the monster is just a mesh of a bunch of people, uh, it's, it's really weird. Um, but pretty fun. Um, number 11, I got Nope. Um, nope. It's about a new UFO that eats people. Um, that's <laughs> that kind of cool. organic UFO that hides in a cloud. That was kind of wild. And then it was kind of smart, too, how they figured out how to defeat it. Um, but there was some yeah. stupid stuff there. Like that uh, videographer guy who just let it eat him. Like, ugh, dumb. Yeah, I think this is one of my least favorite Jordan, um, Jordan Peele movies. <laughs> It's it's yeah. okay, but it's probably not my favorite of his. It's it's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now we're entering top ten here. So number ten, I got Megan, uh, which is the movie about the robot doll, kind of like a Chucky kind of situation. Um, yeah. Did you want to chime movie. in on that one? Did you love that one? You you were kind of like it was okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I'm looking ahead to the list here, and you got some good choices further up. But yeah, we can keep we keep going. <laughs> I got Renfield at number nine. Um, it's just like a fun, funny movie. A lot of gore in this, which I think moves it up the list for me. Um, so I am, am I right? Is it the same guys who made Kickass, or am I inventing that in my head because it's got Nick Nicholas Cage in it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't hear that. Um, because this is also I, quite gory, so I'll look that up while you keep talking. <laughs> okay. Um, number eight is Disney's Haunted Mansion. That just came out this year. I think this one's way superior over the original. Um, different kind of premise. It's totally its own movie. It runs a little long. I think it probably goes like 20 minutes too long. But this movie I absolutely enjoyed. It's actually out now on Disney+. Plus. I heavily advise going to see it. I think it's a great one. Yeah, I um, think we're going to check this out this uh, this October for sure. Oh yeah, very good. I fully endorse that. Um, number seven, Brightburn. Mm, we get this brutal. Superman was evil, and you know that's kind of an interesting concept. Um, yeah. I'm sure people have thought about it before, but I'm not sure why no one has done anything with it. Till, well, like, we did. 
we did we went to go see it but i'm saying like, like episode if you want to hear us talk about that even more it's episode 33 of our podcast i think god <laughs> about 160 episodes ago i think that's crazy um it doesn't seem like that long but then I'm like yeah it's been a while but um brutal brutal movie though it is that whole jaw scene i know we've talked about it before but where he flips that car and his uncle's jaw is like that one fucked. that that makes my like stomach drop a little bit every time i think about that yeah that shit was crazy i was like that i um number six still love it it's a great movie who clone try uh tie up tyrone um <laughs> jamie fox hilarious um that was just a really good cast did you watch this yet i have not watched it yet dude i'm telling you that's like crazy you read the bar see the premise or read it and then watch the movie and then like slowly but surely it starts to reveal itself and it's just like what it's kind of mind-blowing um number five is the new evil dead um, that came out in like 2012 or 2013. I was absolutely petrified to ever watch this movie back in the day <laughs> because there's like a knife scene with a tongue and mm. I muscled through it. But that's pretty crazy. But also some of the gore in this movie is like so funny. I'm like the body wouldn't do that or come apart like that. Um, but it's just kind of it's kind of interesting. It's a new take on like an, a classic, I guess. Um I thought it was pretty good. Obviously, it's here, my top five. Uh, number four, Gotta Go With The Nun. I really, really enjoyed this one. We thought we were going to go see the second one in theaters. Never got a chance. Once again, children. Um, and this yeah, movie's... Don't, I think, don't, bring really your, don't bring your one-year-old to see The Nun, too. I would advise against it. Yeah, because you'll have to pay for an extra seat for a kid who's not going to pay attention. Yeah. Um, terrible attention span the nun is a great movie the first one is is really really good and i think we'll definitely probably check out the sequel when it comes to streaming it's vod right now i think it just came out uh on the third yeah Uh, i this is the conjuring universe and it is right am i right it's not the not the insidious universe it throws me off that patrick wilson is in both of those series uh, but no, the the this is the best one of the, all of the Conjuring's, like hands down. It's it's a great great horror movie. I love that it's like a a period piece as well. It's just mm-hmm. got this extra. It's set in like the 1950s in a um, monastery in in Spain, I think. Uh, and it's got that you know, it's just got that extra la- layer of like kind of removal from the norm to where, oh fuck, it's just it's a great movie. Dude, go watch this shit if you yeah, haven't seen guy- it. The nun, like the makeup, is absolutely petrifying, and I think it's oh, also yeah. her face too. She does have a very unique face. Um, and then the thing that I remember most from that movie is whenever the guy gets buried alive, like randomly, and then he has to ring that little bell mm-hmm. to dig him up, and then that thing comes after him, like while she's digging for him. That's just wild. Not good. <laughs> Number three. Wolf Cop number one. Um, totally a surprise, maybe my surprise of the year. Uh, just because I didn't know what to expect with this movie. I was like, oh, this is going to be stupid and campy, uh, which it is, but it's 
really, really funny. It's kind of like in the same neighborhood as like Willy's Wonderland. So if you enjoy kind of Willy's Wonderland, this would be right up there for you. I did. I loved Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, very good. Um, number two, and now we're kind of getting into my actual favorite movies. These movies were movies that I may have kept in the background and watched kind of not paying attention, but definitely very high on my list. Uh, Cabin in the Woods uh, is a movie. Basically, there's these gods and you have to appease them. It's kind of like an audience who's watching a movie. And basically, if the kids aren't sacrificed by whatever villain that so may happen to be chosen for them to be killed by, um, these gods who are below the earth or in the core of the earth will destroy the earth. It's just a crazy concept and it's be- like a business. So there's like these scientists who basically are watching these kids on like a CCTV and they are monitoring what's going on. And then they're watching to make sure that their deaths happen and it's all televised. So very interesting movie kind of, it's funny. It's like a funny concept. Um, this number is one of my big regrets that I have never seen, but I know that uh, I've never seen it, but I know that that twist was like a huge deal at the time. Yeah. And it's very good. Uh, it's kind of like, it's kind of funny, not like Dell and Tucker funny, which is another movie you need to check out. If you have it, um, it's a scary movie. Um, very good. Keep it faux show. Um, I will also mention before I go into my first one that we just watched Ouija, the origin of evil or whatever that is. It's the sequel or prequel rather to the movie, um, uh, Ouija. And it's part of the Flannerverse. And I thought that movie was actually pretty good. There was a lot of frightening scenes. The little kid freaks me out. Um, we watched I've this last last year, I think. Uh, did you? Pretty pretty good movie. Yeah, this would definitely have cracked my top ten. I don't know where it would have been on my top ten, but definitely in my top ten. Um, maybe ahead of Renfield, I think. Um, so definitely peep that if you get a chance. I'm going to watch the original too. Um, recall ever seeing it? I might have seen it, but I'll find out. Uh, the number one movie that I watched this year that is my number one scary movie of all time is The Descent. There are these girls who go spelunking or go cave to underground in a cave, and they're basically just kind of exploring, and that's kind of like how they get their kicks. And there are these creatures down there. It's just chaos. It's a monster movie, but it's like an interesting location. And I don't know, everything's so well done. And it's actually, from what I understand, filmed in Asheville, North Carolina, which is like, what, two and a half hours from here. Yeah. Have you seen this? I've never seen The Descent either. I think you've given me two pretty good. uh, You got to see. This is a great list, right? Honestly, like. That I we've got some great, <laughs> some some great suggestions for the rest of the month that I can draw from here, and hopefully yeah. anyone listening, if you 
need some additional inspiration here too. Like this is a this is a wonderful list you've put together. I have to say. Thank you. This whole thing. Yeah, all this whole thing. But yeah, I look on this and I'm like, man, I've seen a lot of movies this year. Oh fuck yeah, you sure indeed. <laughs> Above and beyond, I'd say. Oh, it's like your bitch. Um, so Jake, what do we got in the news? Well, we could get through this pretty quickly. Uh R.I.P. Michael Gambon. <laughs> uh it's been a few days by now. What, September twenty eighth he passed away, but um Yeah. What did, who was he? He was Dumbledore. Uh the oh, second Dumbledore yeah. the second Dumbledore in Harry Potter. That's right. I forgot about that. Uh, there's going to be a Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 3 coming up. Uh, I never played that second one. The first one was pretty fun. Uh, second one was kind of buggy at launch, and I think it came out like a week before Tears of the Kingdom, so I gave it a pass. <laughs> uh, going back. So maybe I'll wait till it comes out on Game Pass, and then I'll check it out, maybe. You're going to be so spoiled now. Oh, my God. I've got more games and I have time to play at this point. Um, <laughs> Usher's going to <laughs> Usher's going to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show this year. I thought that was an interesting choice. That decision may have made sense. Like, I mean, he's like one of those guys that's been around for a long time, but he hasn't anything new like recently that I know of that has been heavily in rotation to kind of keep him somewhat interesting you know it's always like somebody who's put out a hit recently or something decent and then they're like oh come out here and play and then but really play like your greatest hits and then maybe you can add in like a new song yeah and then i mean i don't know they tried out like the fucking rolling stones and stuff and I don't, there's no real rhyme or reason to the super bowl halftime shows i i think but whatever <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be us sure this year. So this is probably big news for you, Ryan. Uh, allegedly, there's an Office reboot sequel in the works. What do you think that's going to look like? Um, so Greg Daniels is the only one coming back. I'm sure there's going to be some other people that make appearances. I can see Rain Wilson making appearances somehow my friends about it and they're like no <laughs> i am somewhat like well let's see what happens um because there was an english version and then there was an american version we don't know how is so is it a reboot yeah uh, the language that's used here so a reboot to me would basically mean a new show well it ignores everything that's happening like yeah, it's not saying a reunion, although I, I feel like the what it actually is is going to greatly determine whether I'm interested in this or not. I think if it's a reunion of like the original cast, then yeah, I'd watch that. If yeah. it's just another office style show with all new characters where like Steve Carell just pops in like once per season or something like that, then no, I don't, I'm not going to care about that. I think it's going to be like 
second one you described. Yeah, I think that's probably what it's going to be. So no, I, I yeah, my enthusiasm is pretty low for that. Like, just don't bother at that point. Yeah, I will still watch it so I can make a honest or have an honest opinion about it. But I think that this is going to be one of those things that's not going to live up to what it used to be. Um, yeah. It's kind of like Frasier's coming back next week, and that's like my favorite TV show of all time. I, next I week? Seen, yeah, I haven't seen any trailers or anything for it, but I've heard is a new trailer. A lot of people on the fan site, they're like, it looks like it's going to be terrible. Great. I know. Can't I don't wait for wanna... that to get canceled after one season. Yeah. And then try to forget about it. I mean, God, I could go back and watch Frasier over and over and over again. It's totally my top one. Office being my top two. So we'll see what happens with the Office reboot. I'll I'll watch it to give an honest opinion about it. I don't really have high for it. Sony is uh, launching an investigation into a, an alleged uh, ransomware group breaching all of its systems. So can't wait to see where my data is on the dark web here in the near future. Yeah. Well, that just happened with uh, Xbox, you know, the those guys. They uh... God damn it. <laughs> you didn't know about this? No. Oh, yeah. Well, a bunch of um, like things that like the main man there had said had been released. Oh yeah, never mind. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about the yeah, well I think that yeah, that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, but either way, like that's they've been in the news for that recently. So um, the fact that that's happened to Xbox and now it seems like it's kinda happening to the Sony team is very interesting. <laughs> Uh, Disney Plus is kind of cracked down on password sharing soon, so great. Yeah, aren't they all? That's all we hear now, but yeah, twenty <laughs> do you really fucking need? I mean, there is so much money they make from Marvel movies, and then you know all of the back catalog they got. I mean, millions and millions of people who have Disney Plus. Who cares if some people are password stealing? Or borrowing. I think Disney's got enough money. But like we said earlier, companies want to make as much money as they can. Those bastards. Follow me for more business advice and news. And recipes. (laughs) And recipes. Um, The PlayStation Portal is apparently uh, available to pre-order now. So thank you, Ryan, for adding another thing onto my list of things that I must impulsively buy. Um, if you buy this, that would be so dumb. I would totally. If you not buy, buy this, it. I'm going to beat you over the head with it. <laughs> yeah, I would say avoid this like the plague. This is like one of those things that absolutely makes no sense when you look into the nuts and bolts of it. Um, look, I don't want it. Though. From the outside, outside it looks great, but dude, you just give it like five minutes to read it and just look around at maybe some suggestions. I bet, you know, there would be something better and comparable. This will be this will be one of those things that I we've talked about this a couple of times on here already. I'll be like, ah, this is a pass for me. It's kind of limited in what it can do. 
Um, and then the next time we podcast, it'll be like, Ryan, guess what? I did it. Um, living in poverty, and you're like, yeah, living in sin. Just electronics piling up around me. Speaking of things that will not be piling up around you are Netflix DVDs because it has mailed its final DVD to a customer. The 25-year-old mail-in service has finally ended after the streaming giant shipped its final DVD rentals out to customers uh, on September 29th of this year. You said 25th year. 25 years in a row. Movies by mail, so maybe they're doing VHS tapes before that. Yeah, so our younger listeners, before streaming, Netflix used to be a service you would send an email to, or they would send you an email, and you'd be able to pick what movies you would like to rent, and then they would ship you five DVDs in over the course of a month, and then you had to ship them back after you watched them. Anyways. Yeah, that is... So convenient back in the day. There was like Blockbuster for like the longest time. I dated a girl in high school and her family had the Netflix service. And I was like, this is the fucking future. I'm like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Little did I know. (laughs) Only one person I knew had that. And I was like, this is crazy. What a great idea. And then Redbox happened. Then stream like. Whatever you think about, you know, now. Yeah. It's also, <laughs> it seems not that long ago, but Netflix was the only streaming service. Everything ever made was on there. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> and they definitely that was it. <laughs> they were uh, the only one for like four years <laughs> in the yeah, early out of business them in Redbox, i think mm-hmm. it's crazy <clears throat> um and the last thing on the list here ryan do you want to do you want to take this one <laughs> um well, we'll close I'll out let... our episode with this one <laughs> what you think jake so jake i can't look it up because it'll end our um meeting so i'm gonna let you read it to those we're listening. So a let me open this up a little bit. A company called Shiftall. Um, I misread that a second ago because I was about to say shitfall and then I realized that's <laughs> not uh what the name of it uh is. But it's called um Shiftfall, and they have produced a new soundproof microphone that muffles the voices of people who are speaking too loudly in public. Uh, <laughs> you're going to need to put this on because I don't want to hear you because you're too loud in public. Yeah, and so uh, the image that they've that IGN has chosen to use for this is one of the most str- disturbing <laughs> dystopian things that I've ever seen. Um, it also looks like this guy is like, you know how like horses, they put like the feed bag under their mouth and they're just like, <laughs> they tip it back whenever they want some oats or whatever. That's also kind of what this reminds me of. Um, this has got to be some kind of joke, 
a late April Fool's thing. There's no way this is a real product. And how in the fuck would this ever actually work? <laughs> I don't... Very functional. <laughs> There's no way. <clears throat> Has this company not heard of something like earplugs or something like that either? I have no idea. Well, like, why, why would it... you make something for other people when you are not in control of that? Well, how about this? Why would you want to punish the people who are not talking loud by giving them, uh, like, headphones or, like, earplugs when you can just shut up the source? Mm. I see. I see what you're saying. So yeah. what you're saying is that it should be illegal for you to be obnoxious in public. Yes. Yes. I. Okay. I. Uh, I agree. <laughs> that makes Let's sense. Make it happen. Let's figure out a way to do to make that the reality. Yeah. Like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. Like people are um, don't know how to act in public. I. I don't think. They're just unnecessarily loud, and I hate it. Yeah, I do too. Especially whenever I'm trying to talk to somebody, and they say something, I'm like, I get lost on where I am in the sentence that I'm currently talking. Yeah, bad stuff. No good. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of times I feel like putting somebody down whenever that happens. But, you know, good news. what can you do? Now you can. <laughs> Got my Glock, bitch. Come here, dumbass. Let me put this big muffler on your face. <laughs> what? Is that what you tell your boyfriend? Oh, this is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the dumbest products I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it, I can't even believe it's an actual thing. I hope oh. it's fun. This has got to. This has got to be fake. There's no. There's just no way. Ooh, um, I'm just looking through the news right now. So it says Ring, like Ring, the doorbell camera, is offering customers one million dollars if they capture footage of extraterrestrials. All right, Doctor Evil. Like, what kind of fucking I mean, bullshit is this? <laughs> yeah, I would like to see what the stipulations are because it seems like if you just had anything, be like good. Mm. Interesting. Now that's well, the case. we'll see. We'll see if they wind up paying that out, Ryan. I'm, my guess is on not, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, don't hold your breath, there, guy. Don't hold your breath, or someone might put a fucking shift fall muffler yeah. microphone on your face. Oh, get that out of here, you bootcocky <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Well, Ryan, I think that'll bring us to the end of uh, the end of this week's episode. Anything else you want to add? Nah, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like yeah, we should just end all the rest of our episodes like that. <sighs> nah, man. <laughs> hey, maybe that'll be uh, the new catchphrase for after we get over two hundred. Uh, nah, man. <laughs> Uh, well guys thank you all for listening uh, hope you enjoyed this one this is a fun one uh, we'll be back uh, in a fortnight's time with another thing to talk about probably nah man 
<laughs> thank you guys. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, as we say at the end of this and every episode of Almost Accurate. Not a not, bitches. Until the next time, folks. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.